0: Chronicles of the Awakened is a work of fiction created and narrated by J.A. Laroque. You can find this podcast on Himalaya as well as iTunes and Google Play. And now, Chapter 14, Revisions. So David, this is your last visit. I think as a fitting end, we should reflect on your past. Why don't you tell me everything that has happened over the last two years, as if we had just met?" Dr. Lucette Brunelli's office was specifically designed to bring comfort to her patients. On the 75th floor of the Destiny Building, her view of Lake Daly was spectacular. From the soft brown carpeting to the positioning of the couches, she always tried to make me feel as relaxed as possible above her desk were numerous degrees from all over the world she was the best and they would only give their best to me after all i was their hero if we just met then i wouldn't tell you anything would i doc anyway my life story is all over the global net you know that is not what this is about david we've made all the progress that we can here But your true healing comes from out there. Your life with your wife and your friends. It is what will continue your inner peace. You will need to continue talking and opening up to them. I had grown accustomed to her bright round face with thick black brown eyes that sat just above her rimless glasses. She always wore her hair up. But once when I showed up to her home one night she answered the door and I was surprised. Her hair came all the way down to the small of her back. At the time I was not thinking about that. I thought I was relapsing again and ran from my house to the only person I thought I could trust. She could have called the cops on me. I found her address using less than legal means. I was delusional and soaking wet from the rain. Instead She invited me in and talked me down. Her voice was so calm, so kind, almost like a mother's. It made me wonder why she was single. She was a slightly older woman, in her mid-40s, I would guess. She was a bit round around the edges, but I thought she was very attractive. Perhaps it was just because she helped me so much. I know, doctor. Believe me. It hasn't been easy, but I had to open up if I was going to make it. I owe you everything for helping me see that. We owe you everything, David. I wish I could say life will be easy from now on, but with your status and fame, it will not be. What is important to know is who truly loves and cares for you. Who will be there in your brightest days and darkest nights? It may sound corny, but that's what we need. Now, let's start at the beginning. The beginning to Dr. Brunelli was different than what I perceived as the beginning. To me, my beginning began when my vision cleared and I looked into the eyes of Sarah. If it were not for the fact that I was still in a weakened state, I would have jumped from the hospital bed. It was like being visited by a ghost of a loved one. The look in her eye of joy over having me back, the look in my eyes, was one of fear. Fear that I had yet again fallen into another delusion. It took weeks just for me to accept the position I was in. I played along wanting to know what had happened. I remembered everything that had happened to me, but their versions of events were different. All I could do is claim that I did not remember so I could learn what they knew. The story they told me was incredible. My grandparents were part of an experiment. There was a disease that tore across my country that caused the human cells within your body to decay at a rapid rate. The doctors and scientists did everything they could to reverse it, but they just did not have the technology. A year later, we had lost over half our population to the disease. It was then that a doctor from India visited the country. At that time, the global war was still fought country to country, and a federation and alliance were not yet formed. The doctor claimed he had a way to reverse the cellular decay, and promised to share his research for asylum and access to continue his work. There was little debate and soon the government passed a resolution and he was allowed to conduct human trials. My grandparents were part of that initial group. While the doctor kept most of his work a secret, he was able to cure the disease, but as soon as he did he was killed and his research was taken. All they had were the few initial test subjects, and the cured population. As time went on, the death of the doctor and loss of research was forgotten. The war continued to grow closer and closer to our country, and so all else was put aside. When the alliance finally came, the people rose up and fought against them. My grandparents were killed, and my parents fled the country. They knew they would be hunted and so they left me with friends of the family who were too old to flee. I was eventually placed in an Alliance schooling facility. Meanwhile, my parents were being tracked. The Alliance wanted my country because of its resources and strategic value, but it was much more than just that. They knew about the doctors' work and a team of scientists from 12 countries came together to find out if his research was actually true. They tracked his movements to Korea, where they found a soldier who could heal almost instantly from any injury. As they began looking into the reason why this soldier had this ability, and if it was truly the work of the Indian doctor, they were betrayed by one of the scientists. All of the other scientists, as well as their data, was destroyed. At that point, the Alliance ramped up their search for the doctor and discovered he was working in my country. However, by the time they arrived, the doctor had been killed and his work stolen. When they conquered my country, they began testing the surviving population to see if any of them had abilities. The Alliance head doctor, Henry Flagg, was the first to discover that their original test subjects and their descendants were the only viable sources for data on the doctor's work. Flagg and his team searched the files the Alliance had taken on the remaining population, and only living family, was mine. My parents fled under my mother's maiden name, and it would be years before he discovered me. My parents were not so lucky. The Federation had been tracking the doctor since he began his work. Originally. He worked for the Chinese government on a project to create super soldiers. When the doctor was near completion, he fled and had been hunted ever since. Once China joined the Federation, they continued the search to destroy any evidence of the doctor's work. They ordered the 12 scientists killed, and then they tracked the doctor to my country and killed him as well. The Federation government had their own scientists, who had also discovered that my parents were the last source of the doctor's work. They, however, were not fooled by by my parents' last name and captured them. They were tortured and tested upon until my father escaped just long enough to destroy the facility. My mother and my father gave their lives to destroy the research and end the Federation's plans. By the time I was 10 years old and after extensive search, Dr. Flagg discovered my identity. By the time the alliance moved in place to take me, I had collapsed during a boxing match. Flagg had rerouted me to Alpha Medical, where he began tests upon me. Up to this point, much of the story matched what I had already known, with a few minor differences. What happened after that point was completely different. Flagg was able to piece together data thanks to his father who had kept copies of his work. He was one of the original scientists that were brought together in the Scientist Council of Twelve. He sent the work to Flagg before he was killed. Flagg used the data and with the Alliance blessing began the Awaken project. When he ran experiments on me, he knew exactly who I was, and with this new data, he'd be able to create super soldiers for the Alliance. When he was found dead in his apartment, it was assumed he was killed by the Federation, but it was soon discovered this was not the case. Unlike the history I had come to believe, I did not keep my newfound abilities as secrets and told my headmaster. I was promptly taken to the Alliance command where they began research on investigating into Flag's death. It was discovered that Flagg was keeping much of his research and results from the Alliance, and soon we all discovered why. Flagg's father was approached by a colleague of his and was recruited to work for the Federation military. He knew he could not just turn over his data to the Federation, and so he gave his location to the Federation assassin and faked his own death. He also recruited his son and sent him specific data so he could work from within the Alliance to keep tabs on their progress. Once Flag made a breakthrough on me, he contacted the Federation to pull him out by faking his death as well. I was all that remained, and with Flag and the Federation close to creating an army of super soldiers, they asked me to subject myself to tests. By that time I had learned the truth of my family and had come to terms with it, and so I volunteered in the end they were unable to draw any useful data from me and as it appeared the federation did not achieve their goals at age 18 i entered the military it was during my time there that i met herschel but after a training accident leading to his death i was once again without anyone that was until i was recruited into alpha factor it was there i met jonathan kane The military kept my ability and history a secret. All Jonathan knew was that I was determined to be the best soldier in the Alliance, but I also had competition. Her name was Sarah. We began as rivals, but over the months of special training, we fell in love. When we were tasked to go on a mission together, I was concerned for her safety, but she would not allow me to pull a mantra routine on her. Before I was sent on the mission, it was approved by General Davalos who informed me of his knowledge of my condition. I was selected for this mission because it was discovered the flags were very close to completing their formula. My mission was the same as Alpha Factors with one difference. I was to obtain detailed information on the Federation's project, not just destroy it. I attempted to have Sarah moved from the mission, but my request was denied. Two days later. Sarah and I were drawing near to the Federation research facility, ready to begin our mission. The Federation kept minimal security, I learned later this was because it was an organization working from within the Federation, known as the KEY. The KEY was later tied to many events around the globe, including the escalation of the global war, and were considered a terrorist group. The KEY was headed by Naomi Shaw. They had been researching life energy long before anyone else even knew it was possible. The flags in their research brought the key the closest to their ultimate plan, which unfortunately was never discovered. They were able to keep their project under the Federation radar, which made accessing the facility much easier. With Sarah and I inside, we found the main research laboratory, but it was not only heavily guarded but occupied by the flags. We had no choice but to engage. I did not hesitate to fire on Henry Flagg or his father. However, Sarah hesitated and was wounded. Before Henry died, he was able to set off the alarm while his father escaped. I had the data the Alliance needed and set the charges, but Sarah couldn't walk. We made it halfway to the exit when we were surrounded. The soldiers at that point did not want to take prisoners and open fire. Sarah told me my eyes began to glow, a deep crimson, and an aura of red energy surrounded my body and expanded out. She described it as a shield that repelled the bullets. Sarah told me she screamed out my name, but it was as if I was in a trance. Then in a flash of light, the energy expanded out once again, this time in a massive explosion. By the time Sarah opened her eyes, she told me there was nothing left but fire and ash. Alpha Factor confirmed an unknown blast from my exact location that had the power almost as great as a nuclear bomb. Sarah and I escaped unharmed and rendezvoused with the Alliance extraction team and was taken back to Alliance command. While Sarah was treated for her wounds, the Alliance ran more tests on me. It was at that time that I was introduced to the new head of Alliance scientific research, a Dr. Alexander Theed. Thede was astonished that my abilities had not only returned but increased. During this time the Federation contacted the Alliance to begin peace talks. They had discovered the Key's plan and with the destruction of their best hope of winning the war they had no choice but to surrender. The tests performed by Thede turned up nothing. Everyone was puzzled that my abilities came and went with no viable reason, they tried everything. But could not bring out that red energy or any other for that matter. With six days until the signing of the peace treaty Sarah and I were allowed to leave and five days after we were red. The Alliance wanted to keep both of us close and so they gave Sarah and I positions at the newly redesigned Naxum Research Center. Naxum Research was run by Jonathan's wife Lola and Jonathan was head of Naxum Security with I as his lieutenant. Sarah returned to her scientific roots and worked alongside Lola on various projects to improve human life. Sarah told me everything was great until the day we found the meteor headed towards Earth. Everything was tried to stop the meteor, but in the end it was an unknown blast of energy from near our moon that shattered the meteor with a devastating effect on the planet. Everyone within Naxum and the other shelters were saved, but by the time we had dug ourselves out, the world was nearly destroyed by the Ashers. Once freed, Jonathan, Lola, Sarah, and I were called to the Alliance command. Thede had made a breakthrough discovering that the energy fired from near our moon had a similar signature to the life energy I had used to destroy the Federation research facility. The military was able to capture a weapon from the Ashers and Thede wanted to use its energy on me to see if it would awaken my abilities. Thede warned me of the risk but it was our best hope to fight against the Ashers. Sarah told me she wanted to tell me not to subject myself to the energy, but she knew it was the right thing to do. She watched as Thede bombarded me with the energy and my body turned from flesh and bone to pure energy. I had no control over my actions, but what happened next was what changed everything. My body becoming pure energy was set to an autopilot, as Thede called it. The energy was encoded on a subatomic level to return to its source, and its source was the Asher's base ship. When this happened, I overloaded their systems. Their ship was not designed to handle my modified life energy, and so the feedback destroyed all of their systems. The Asher's were all energy beings who shared a hive mind. With their base ship destroyed, their containment suits ceased to function, and without them their energy dissipated as their ships fell from the sky and their suits to the ground Theed and the rest of the global scientific community searched for any remnants of my life energy what they did not know was that after the base ship was destroyed my life energy returned to earth and merged with the global computer network I was pure energy feeding off their data and there was no known way for me to contact the outside world That was until an Alliance programmer named Randall Cyrus updated the global network with a new operating system he codenamed Destiny. What Randall did not know was that his program had been hacked and modified by the Ashers. They wanted to be able to use our communications network to transport themselves. It would have allowed them to go anywhere with an energy outlet within seconds. The side effect was any sentient energy already within the network could also travel anywhere, and with that I had my way out. Perhaps it was subconsciously, but I had entered the energy containment unit Thede had used on me when running tests. When I did, my physical body returned. From energy to matter I was whole again, but something was wrong. I would not awaken. After a battery of tests, Theed theorized that my mind was still trapped within the network and that it was keeping me in a coma he created a special capsule to hold my body until he could find a way to awaken me before Theed died of a heart attack he turned over his research and my care to lola and also to sarah it was sarah who devised a way to keep my capsule connected to the global net with the original destiny software running in hopes that my mind would return to my body over the next few years the world came together and using the Asher technology, we built our planet to its old glory and beyond. Seven days before the celebration of the rebuilding of New Chicago, I awakened from my coma. The final report on the Ashers were that nearly 150 years prior, an exploration vessel had crash landed on our planet. It was discovered by what was then known as the United States military. What they found was an empty ship. They did not know that the beings inside were made of pure energy and had entered their own computer systems in an attempt to protect themselves when the military began running tests on the ship the energy was transferred to their networked computer systems and eventually the alien energy was released into the country's network across the ocean a young doctor by the name of rovin sarin was experimenting on himself in hopes of finding an energy force that he believed was contained within his cells. He had created a device to scan his body, searching for any energy signals, but needed processing power in order to decipher the data he might have found. To do this, he connected it to the global net, but he was not only scanning his own body for signals, he was also sending out data on his own body. It was believed that aliens intercepted the data and entered his body, They were never able to confirm if the aliens took over his body or not, but Saren did receive just enough data from his own body to continue his work. Saren continued working and studying the life energy and during this time he married and had a son named Rian. As Rovan grew older, his son took over his research, but unlike his father, Rian shared his work with the Indian House of Study, their scientific division. When Rihan began to make scientific breakthroughs, he caught the attention of Naomi Shaw. Shaw and the Key at that time had established a foothold within the Chinese government to begin preparations for what would be known as the Global War. They convinced the Chinese government to adopt Rihan and force him to use his research to create super soldiers using life energy. The rest of the story is known, with Rihan's escape from the Chinese and eventually ending up in my country. What is still unknown and still speculated upon was that the life energy inside Rehan's father passed on to him in some capacity. Much of Rehan's research came by running tests on himself and using his own cells. It was believed that Rehan was aware that something was different about his body, but he was never able to fully understand or establish why. Rehan used his own body in creating a cure for the cellular degeneration disease, It was believed that their original sample contained trace amounts of the life energy that was alien and it was injected into the people of my country, including my grandparents. From there it was passed on generation to generation, but only from those who received the initial serum. What happened to me could have happened to many people, except for two factors. When the Alliance attacked my country, all the other test subjects and their descendants were killed and the samples from my parents were destroyed. Life energy does exist, the report concluded, but without the alien life energy, it would not have been awakened. The Alliance military believed the Ashers attacked our planet looking for its people, and once they discovered they could use human life energy as a power source, planned to drain it dry. Their downfall came from a natural protective instinct. The Ashers, when outside of their containment suits, could transmit themselves back to the base ship where a collective of alien beings in the form of pure energy was stored. The aliens tried to do that when they crash-landed, but with no base ship around entered their own computer systems instead. When Theed turned my body into pure energy, that instinct kicked in, and my life energy traveled to what it thought was its home. However, my human life energy corrupted their alien life energy, and so the combined alien and human life energy became dominant, and their systems could not handle the change, and so it overloaded them, destroying them. I was a hero to every living soul on Earth. My story was spread across the globe even before I awakened, and everyone looked upon my sacrifice to come together to rebuild the planet. I, on the other hand, had a long road yet to travel. I had awakened into the arms of my first love to a world that adored me, into a history I could be proud of, and yet struggled to believe it. I eventually told Sarah and the others everything. I needed help, and I was brought to see Dr. Brunelli. Over the last two years, she helped me ride the roller coaster of ups and downs as I learned to accept my life as true and real. Even though I had never once had a dream or vision of Clara or those other lives, I remembered them as if a traumatic event that I could never forget. To say that all became well would be a lie. There was no cure, Dr. Brunelli told me as much. She told me all I could do was live each day and enjoy it to its fullest. And finally, that was what I was ready to do. So, my last question for you is, Do you believe it? Dr. Brunelli asked. Have you accepted your fate here, and can now move forward with it? I paused a few moments, thinking about her question. Perhaps too long. The hardest thing to get over since I woke up in the hospital bed was why I remembered this other life. How could I love a woman who didn't exist? Dr. Brunelli did not have an answer, at least not one I hoped for. She told me it was possible that my mind became fragmented when part of the global network while in its system i was connected to the data of everyone on the planet their histories stories and their lives she believed i was desperately trying to reconstitute myself and so i pulled information from other people's lives to fill the gaps within my own it was plausible but that would mean the love that i felt for so long that was so strong, was a lie, and if so, then there was nothing that could not be manipulated. Everything could be a lie. So much had happened over the last two years, and even though I could find reasons to deny the happiness I had found, I eventually considered that other reality as false. I began to realize the problems came from within me, they always had. My question to myself was. If I could accept happiness and not look for a reason to doubt it I believed I had my answer yes doctor yes I believe it and I can move forward it's not as if life is perfect but there are still struggles out there even for the most revered person on earth and I'm ready to take them on that's good David life is a struggle The true test is do we continue the fight until we have what we want, or do we surrender to what is laid before us? What is important is that you find your truth. You must find what makes you happy, and once you do, hold on to it and never let it go. I stood from the couch and took a final look around the doctor's office. Dr. Brunelli outstretched her hand. She had given me my life back, and to me, she was the hero. I turned towards the door. On the other side was my truth, my happiness, my love, waiting for me. The sun shined brightly that afternoon over the lake. The world outside called to me in a way it had never had before. I felt deep inside that everything would be okay from then on. I've found what makes me happy. I made her a promise, doctor. I told Sarah I would never let her go, and I never will. Thank you so much, Dr. Brunelli, for everything you've done for me. We shook hands like professionals, but she was much more than just my doctor. I opened the door to the waiting room. Sarah sat there, her eyes locked onto mine as I walked out. I smiled knowing in my heart that my nightmare was finally over. Sarah ran over and wrapped her arms around me. I whispered in her ear that I would never let her go, and that I was finally home. Next Week Chapter 15